Welcome back to Interestingly Enough. This is episode two. And first and foremost, we would like to thank everybody who took the time out to listen, no matter if it was five minutes or the whole hour. Uh, That means a lot to us. We definitely didn't expect um, as many people to listen that did. So thank you. We appreciate you. I mean, the... um I'm actually pretty blown away by the amount of feedback that we got and the amount of people that listened. I really didn't expect that. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to keep it going for y'all. And another thing I want to put out there, I've been saying it on Instagram. Um, If y'all have any questions or just anything that you want to add, this ain't just about us. I mean, it started with us. But what kind of questions they gonna ask? I don't know anything. They can be like, "Hey, I want to know about this or whatever." You know, I feel like this is not just for us. This is for everybody. You know, so if anybody got anything they want to talk about, um, they want us to talk about, we'll bring it up. Let's talk about you it. You know, it would be really cool if people could like record questions and ask us. Like we could have a questions portion. Actually, I believe we might be able to do that. So I won't talk about it on here, but um, we'll talk about that later. Okay. For sure. That would be awesome. How's your week going, babe? It's going good. Um, I'm trying to prepare for this wild weekend we're about to have since it's your birthday. Girl's gone wild. Okay. I don't know about that, but uh, (laughs) I mean, yeah, we could do that, but uh, a new version, (laughs) a holy version a holy version i'm just playing good but you it's my birthday this week how does that make you feel my birthday yeah um i'm really just happy that i get to see my mommy and my brother i know and they get to see you guys i know and that we get to eat food I know it's and, been and and that they get to get out of Kansas City. Yeah, you know, and, and that um, we get to go places. Exactly. Because I mean, it's still COVID. Right. But you know. Right. We're gonna do it safely, though. We're gonna do it safely. I'm so excited. Yeah. And I, you know, how I feel about my birthday. I know. I love my birthday. Yeah, it's always been a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. What's um what's your most memorable birthday? Mine mm-hmm. um probably I don't know, it's it's a couple of them that I remember uh pretty vividly and meant a lot. There's been a few that I've had since we've been together that I feel like every birthday I've had since we've been together has been special to me. Aww. Um for sure, so I don't want to leave those out. But I would say the most memorable is probably my 22nd, um, specifically because that was like when I started taking my birthday seriously and started actually celebrating it. I felt like, you know, in the way that I wanted to. Yeah. So, yeah. How about you? Um, I've had a few. Uh. My mom takes birthdays really seriously, so, like, 
We had a beach party for my first birthday, and obviously I don't remember that, but <laughs> word on the street is that it was hot shit. Oh, God. <laughs> wait, who, wait, who's the word on the street? Is it? No, it's like, it's the word on the street. It, the word on the street is obviously the okay. street okay. told me. All right, I'm going to ask The streets were talking. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and I was a listening. Stop. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I bet, obviously, because now you regurgitate. <laughs> no, but I've, I've definitely, I've heard that story um about that birthday can you share that yeah so um so for my first birthday my mother uh so we lived in a duplex with uh, literally my whole family like it was my grandmother's duplex but my mom lived there my aunts lived there my uncle had just moved out my brother Mm. we cousins everybody lived there yeah that's why we got kicked out of it but um anyway Mm. so um and so there used to be like a a driveway slash like parking area yeah uh where we also like where the garages would be and there's like a basketball goal Mm -hmm. so for my first birthday my mom moved all that stuff out of the way and went and got like a whole bunch of bags of sand and stuff and like made a beach and like little baby pools mm-hmm. and like beach balls and water guns and water balloons and for your first for birthday. my first birthday actually, and she like got like um little you know what's the little grass skirts and yeah like what, the like the the hula or I don't want to say it yeah, right. but yeah 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 like yeah, that kind of about. stuff she would have got that yeah. kind of stuff and um, wow that was my first birthday but I've had a lot of cool ones you know my tea party. I have pictures of that. I'll have to post some pictures of that. That was your before no, five, right? I think it was either my fifth or my sixth. Okay, okay. I was gonna but say I third. remember that day so vividly. Hmm. Like, I remember, like, her putting out my watermelon dress for me to wear, which I hated that dress. But that's <laughs> what she, she wanted me to Yeah, she knows. <laughs> uh, uh, that's what she wanted me to wear. I remember us going to Brookside to pick up my cake hmm. and going to Baskin Robbins that day. And then I remember everybody coming to the house and I I remember it. Hmm. I have pictures of it too, but I like I really remember that day. Wow. Like, yeah, and I was like five or six. Um uh, another one, oh the this might be like my favorite. I don't know how old I was though, but the year my mom and I'm BB like uh, took me and all my cousins on a train ride to St. Louis, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> yeah, for my birthday, and that was really cool. And there was like a White Castle on the train, Jesus. so we were just like running back and forth eating White Castle burgers, and they just let us eat as much as we mm. wanted to. And I remember we we went to a hotel and had a heated pool. I wasn't really into that. I'm like, who wants to swim in warm in water? Warm water. Right. <laughs> it's like swimming in bath water. Like this is very uncomfortable. Yeah, that don't. It sound makes me right. feel claustrophobic. Mm-mm. Like what? Right. <laughs> Why? Hey. But, Why? I mean. But yeah, that one was really cool. And we went to. Did we go to the zoo? 
I don't know. I might be mixing up some stuff. Mm. See, I, me and my cousin have so many memories. I, I think I'd be like mixing some of them up. I, I was like, it. did we go to the zoo? No, that was it. Omaha. But y'all <laughs> have home. memories that are in sync. You would tell yeah, me do. a story, and the next thing I know, we'll be around like Micaiah, Justin. They'll be like, hey, Cuzzo, remember that time <laughs> when? I'm like, I know. We can, all of our shit is like together. That is beautiful. And it, it is it though. It low key is. I'm like, I feel like it might be annoying to other people. I mean, if whoever that person, those people are, they're weird. That's tight okay. to me. Because I'd be like, damn. Like, people wish, you know, they had families I like know. y'all. Well, and uh, just a warning for our listeners. You're going to hear me talk about my cousins a lot because that is my memories. Like, it just is. Right. Ain't nothing wrong with That's that. That's my memories. That's beautiful. Shout out to the, to the cousins. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're like, because... Because I was like, you know, in dance all the time mm-hmm. when I was younger. Um, and if I'm being totally honest, I mean, I had I had friends at school, you know, I had friends, but I didn't get a lot of free time. Yeah. I didn't get a lot of time to make friendships and like create that. I, I was busy. Yeah. The, your girl was booked. Right. All the time. I know. And so it made it really difficult for me to make and curate relationships, which is something that I still, I'll say, I have difficulty to, with till this day. Um, but it's something that I really, really have to work on because I didn't get to really nurture that as much when I was a kid. So me having my cousins like there all the time, that was what I had you know, in our, like, closeness, like, those were my best friends, you know, so I didn't have to plan to be with them, it's just I always was with them, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, like, when I get out of dance school, who's gonna be in the parking lot? Probably on BB and 12 of my cousins in the car, you know, um, or who's gonna be in my grandma's house? Miles McGuy, Mm -hmm. you know, like, that's how it was, it's like all the, it, we did, weren't really raised like cousins. We were all raised like we were like siblings. Mm. So that's why we talk about each other in the way that we do. That's why they're allowed to be in my business mm. a little bit more than ordinary. It's because like we were really, like all of my experiences were their experiences right. too. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing wrong with that, though. I think that's a beautiful thing, you know, and especially um, to be able to have somebody, in a, a, not even just somebody, a group of people, to almost be able to fact check on certain memories and then, you know, see them full circle after all these years, especially with you having a birthday this week. Um, I feel like that's very important because the older we get, the more we go through, the more, you know, like jaded we get by certain things. It's like being able to have people around you that know you, like know you, you know, I feel like that's important. So who are the people in your life that you feel like you have that with? Um, it's funny because it's not none of them are family. Right. I have uh, people that are like friends that I feel like I have that with. Yeah. Um, 
early on, you know, I had, you know, Deshaun, mm-hmm. um, you know, you've heard of uh, Darren D-Figure. Mm-hmm. Early on, those were like my two people that I had that with because we had a lot of, we went through a lot of different transitions um, as young black men um, in, you know, the Midwest area yeah. dealing with what, you know, young black men deal with. Mm-hmm. So those were two people. Um, then obviously, you know, Terrence, Tyree, Devontae, all of them. Yeah. You know, though we definitely went through a lot together. They pretty much took me in as if I was one of the brothers. And their family's kind of like it's very, my family. It's very much so like yours. Yeah, uh, they're like tight. So. It's like you almost, there is no separating them. At all. And right. I think that's so cool because I never really... I mean, I've never really seen it the like the same way how my family is. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's like, because, you know, Slay was over. Mm-hmm. Was that two weeks ago? No, that was last week. Or Devontae, I'm sorry. He's an adult. It was adult. about a week and a half. He's yeah. a Devontae now. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Slay. <laughs> but I think that might be like, like certain people... It's like, oh, it's like mad easy for me to talk to. And usually they're male, mm-hmm. males. It's really easy to talk to because I have a lot of boy cousins. Right. And it is, I, I speak nigga. Right, right. <laughs> I know you do. So um. it's like, that is my favorite dialect. Mm-hmm. And so it's easy for me to talk to anybody like yeah. in that way like because i'm used to sitting around usually talking about shit that i'm not even interested in like video games and basketball right and whatever else these niggas be talking about right i can tell you because i ain't one of them type i know but dudes. you know how it is because you've had I to do. sit around them i do yeah but you know what's funny i me being who i am and who i have always been even though I've been around those conversations, normally when I come around, that doesn't happen. Like if yeah, really you know, know they me, usually, uh-uh. Mm-mm. First of all, let's just talk about this. These niggas, my cousins, they switch up what when you, you mean? around. I'm like, oh, you saved all the interesting conversation Mm-mm. for him. That's okay. Not true. I don't think okay, that's true. you want to talk about music. <laughs> all right. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know about music. You don't talk about that with me. They don't talk to you about music. Devin. I don't know. You do know. I don't. All I know is what we talk about when I go around, and that's about it. I don't know what y'all talk about. <laughs> Stop looking at me like that. I don't. Mm-mm. What do okay? What do what do me and Kai usually talk about? I can. It's a plethora of things. Um, it could be something going on in the family. Um, some food spot y'all done found. Um, that ain't holding up to the previous standards that y'all wants. <laughs> Man, I went on, on down to Q39, and bro, the, the ribs was wack. <laughs> That's Makai right there. <laughs> um, but you know, the, wait, wait, wait. For the Kansas Cityans, Q39, they changed their french fries. They're right. frozen. They're not fresh cut anymore. Right. I need the people to know. Yeah, they tripping. Even though I, I really can't eat nothing on that menu, but... 
I know. Yeah, that's crazy. You can't be doing stuff like that, just changing out the fries. Me and Kai usually talk about, he's usually telling me about some fight that's he true. was about to get into. Yeah. Like, the most nigga shit possible. Which breaks my heart, because I can't hear about stuff like that no more. Because I'm now he is officially my cousin, so I be thinking, like, who do we have to go, you know, like, have a serious conversation with? Right. And he's also, because I know Kai, probably waiting on the moment that you are in town, perfectly aligned with the moment where some shit goes down. Like, oh, I know I can call Dev. Yeah. See? Just so you, Kai, I love you, bro. But we are getting older. <laughs> Please do not bring my father out of me because I will seriously hurt somebody for you happily with a smile on my face. What do what do me and Jimmy talk about? Uh kind of the same stuff. Y'all talk about family stuff, um, new stuff that's going on, whether it's work, um, business stuff. Um he's normally clowning you or you're clowning him about something um that thicky thicky oh my god leave that man alone <laughs> leave that man alone bro i am so sorry it, it's okay i promise you it's almost we'll keep over it. we'll keep it right uh, as a joke inside of the podcast <laughs> yeah you got to because that's that's foul nah, it is what it is man y'all talk about plenty though yeah, but I'm just saying, like, when they talk to you, it's like, they be telling you stuff that they don't tell me. I'm like, what the hell See, is going on here? That, I've though. known you your whole life. I didn't know it was like that. I just, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. So, let's talk about, um, so the first person you brought up was Deshaun. Yeah. Right. What are some what are some specific situations that your you feel like your friendship with Deshaun helped you through? Can you remember any or just anyone, whether it's him or the figure or just any of them? Like, how have your those close relationships helped you through some of your youth my youth uh that's tough okay i'll speak about a very specific person um obviously i got a lot of situations with deshaun a lot of situations with darren there's one specific person though that i feel like this was the first person to like help me the way that you're talking about and that's tyree um because he was one of the more he I guess I, I kind of say we have a lot in common in terms of the way we think the way that we need things like we're both super calm super chill yeah um I guess easy to get along with and I feel like he was kind of a buffer for me in terms of having somebody close that could allow me to fully relax into who I am mm. and not never did I ever feel like he was going to pull me towards something I wasn't supposed to be a part of. Wow. That was the first person was Tyree. And that was even before our relationship like grew, grew. 
so he was definitely the first and that was you know um 17 18ish yeah yeah no actually a little bit later it was probably like 18 19ish 18 19ish yeah around the time close to when me and you met um so yeah he was very key in that yeah wow so it's like a level of um maybe not physical protection because he is a smaller gentleman right right but, <laughs> hey, he got but hard, i know hey, i know i'm just right kidding tyree yeah like no <laughs> um but like emotional and mental protection for you yeah i think it's uh I can't speak for every man, but I know me. I'm open and willing enough to to say this, especially as a black man. I feel like I can't speak for other races, but I know specifically as a black man coming from the types of situations we come from. And, um, you know, we got so many structures that we have to break down um, in order to be ourselves as black men. And he was one of the first I met that no matter what structure was around him or placed on him, he was seemed to be able to figure out how to be himself just like I had to figure that out on my own um and not to say I've never like not been myself I don't think but at times you know you get around certain people and they can bring certain things out of you and majority of my friends or you know acquaintances around that time could have easily brought out the complete opposite and he was like the first that was like like we could just like literally sit in a room and just be who you are. See, that's what I've not really I've not really had that uh too much with people other than obviously you and my cousins and Teresa. Yeah. And that's that's the thing I'd be like I I try and I feel like I'm been searching for in regards to like friendship. Mm-hmm. Because that's what I I like that. Like I just I when when me and my cousins are around each other, just like when, you know, Jimmy, Jabria, Louise are here, it doesn't take much. It's like I rolled out of bed and we all just sat on the couch. Me and Jabria used to sit on the couch almost every Saturday and watch the game. Yeah. Like, that's it. Yeah. And that's get, it. You ain't got to worry. You ain't like, we didn't do it. Yeah, we didn't. It's and it's like nothing, those are the times where it didn't feel like anything else was expected of me. I didn't have to put on yeah. in any way. You know, they they know me mm-hmm. in a, like the raw state. And I haven't necessarily been able to show other people myself yeah. in that way. I'm not necessarily comfortable doing that in other places. That's how I'm, you know with you. Me and you have always kind of had that that thing you know yeah before we were in a relationship you call me up and be like what are you doing today i'm like "Hmm, nothing 
you'd be like, you want to roll, you know, mm-hmm. over such and such house with me. I love that type of shit. And I'm like, sure. You're right. And so we just be like, hop in the car, roll together. Yeah. All day. That's the kind of friendship, you know? Yeah. That we, we had. And that's the kind of stuff that I like respect. The same thing with like me and Teresa is like, yeah, she's crazy as hell. But <laughs> first of all, I've been in a many a situation mm-hmm. where I'm like, yo, I needed somebody to call. Right. right. And every and time I called, right yep. she was there. Mm-hmm. Clutch. Right. Every single time. Yeah. It's never, ever, ever failed. And it's like you, you know the loyalty is like based off of that. Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't have, I've never really had that much of that. I've always been in friendships where I kind of felt anxious. Hmm. A lot of the times it's like, yeah, we were friends, but it's like, always felt anxious about it. There was always some weird shit. Yeah. Underlying. I never really liked that. And so, in my adulthood, that's stuff that I'm trying to repair now. There's still, there's traumas from my from my childhood that I'm trying to repair now. And friendship is one of them. Anna's another person I have to mention. Oh Anna. yeah, you cannot. I can't. Leave can't. Anna out. And Anna, Anna is the truth. Anna is the truth, and she's been one of my closest friends since the second grade. Mm. The second grade. Yeah. Um. And she's just dope. And she is dope. Very kind. And yeah. we love Anna. Um, but yeah. So yeah. Um, friendships. One of the things I'm. I try to try to heal, and I try to actively work towards. And I'm not always good at it. Yeah. But it's something that I like work at. And. Um, learning how to do that because when I was younger, I was so busy all the time mm-hmm. that I didn't really get the chance to learn that skill. Yeah. That's what actually I was going to say that that's probably why you felt those ways about that particular thing, friendship, because I feel like if you had had more time, because that's something I know, you know, that when you were younger, you didn't have a lot of time to cultivate those things. I feel like I was able to pinpoint those things because I had too much time, Mm. you know? So it was easier for me to know, like, even if I got into a complete friendship with somebody in the beginning, in the midst of it, at the end, I knew the entire time, like, "Mm." like, I knew, like, just based on the things that I had experienced. So I feel like it's just one of those things. And that's why it's one of those things that takes time and I'm not really too worried about how that's going to go or how it's going to grow for you because I know it will. Cause now you are afforded the time to cultivate those things. It's just one of those things you gotta be patient with. It's just like anything you want to do with yourself. If you decide, Oh, I want to, you know, start making sure I do my makeup the way I like it every day, which you have been, you've been getting up, doing it, <laughs> trying new things, making myself getting, late every day. But still, now, uh, what, next year, this time, you're not even, that's probably not even going to be a thing where you like, mm, I want to do it because you've been doing it. Yeah. It's just one of those things you got to put the time in, you know. 
So I'm not too worried about it. You're going to get there. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I don't even think, though. Like, I think about it now, and it's like, once I got to high school, and Jimmy kind of talks about this. He's like, you stole all my friends. And it wasn't that I, like, obviously meant to steal his friends. But that's the only person I'd be around. Like, really, like, we did everything together. He went to a party. Mm-hmm. I was going to a party. Majority of the time, he forced me to go. Yeah. So it was like his friends just ended up being my friends because I didn't know how to go out there and do that kind of stuff on my own. Some of those developmental things... I missed because mm-hmm. I was in a ballet class. I was at a performance. You know, I was the the friends that I had were people that I danced with and honestly, when you're in classical ballet, you don't get a lot of time to socialize because of how strict it is. Right. You don't we don't talk to each other. You know, uh, the only time you really get a chance to speak is in your dressing room. And then that's that's about it mm-hmm. yeah and then on top of that it's like just tough because of the kind of people you're around it's like these are really wealthy white girls what do i have in common right with them right you know um i mean and granted there were still some friendships that were made but it was just a little harder for me yeah a little bit harder. I, I can say I had a tiny bit of that, though, because, you know, I've moved quite a bit throughout my life. And because of that, I always had to change, like, friend groups. Mm-hmm. I didn't, that didn't start getting stable for me until I was, like, 14, 15. Yeah, and that's another thing. I changed schools a lot. Yeah. Like, that's, a lot. That I always do it, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, so by the time I was in high school, that was a whole new environment. All those people... You know, had is basically like a suburb, so all of them had been in school mm-hmm. with each other, so they all knew each other, right? And that, I mean, that in itself, that kind of sucked. Yeah. And I was different, like, you know, I came from Midtown, going yeah. to a suburb, so you know, I was artsy, right? You know, I was walking around with a pink bandana. <laughs> 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 tied on my backpack and fucking Obama buttons all over my jacket. It does sound so fly though. It, I felt like it was. I don't yeah, know. Nah, it sound like you ain't even got to fit. Like, I, I don't know it. if anybody else that sounds did. Hard. But back then, though, that's what's up. Yeah, so I was kind of like on some black punk rock shit, even though that's. I'm still there. I was about to say, yes, that <laughs> technically hasn't went I'm anywhere. I'm still that person. That's still you. Um, and so, you know, be, that's another thing. Like, being a different kind of black girl, I feel like it might be a little easier for black boys to be different. How do you feel about that? Mm. You don't? I, I don't want to compare it to, you know, what young black, um, young women go through. Um, Because I don't want to make it seem like what we went through or what we have to go through is harder. But in my personal experience, I think I was afforded 
like both being able to see both sides of it. Like, so I had like some contrast. It wasn't just, um, you know, cause obviously I've always been quote unquote the weird one cause I didn't want to do what everybody else did. I've always done when I was younger, majority of what it is that I decided I want to do. I was okay with, um, you know, not going to parties if I didn't feel like it. I was okay with um, not trying to, you know, have sex at a young age or whatever. Just like all the different little things young dudes are, you know, uh, criticizing other young dudes about. But I think that I've seen the side of being like the weird one, but I've also seen um, the side of, just so happening to be one that somebody would consider the cool one. Um, so it, it's, it's tough, but also dealing with the fact that I, that I was a young black male. Um, and I've also come from, you know, living in the inner city where it was heavily populated by blacks and also living in the suburbs um, and in a specific area where there was a lot of racism still going on in my early teenage years. So I feel like I've seen all the different sides of it to where it's like you have to, especially as a young black male, you have to figure out how to try and go within and be yourself rather than listening to all the voices around you. And I feel like that's something that young black girls, you know, young black women deal with too. So growing up being different, like a different kind of black girl. It didn't, it wasn't great until, it wasn't great until people realized that different was kind of cool. So basically, um, like I'll say, I remember like my junior year. I remember my sophomore year um, going to summer school, <laughs> had to go to summer school cause that was starting to, was starting to go downhill. Um, <laughs> and basically nobody at my school knowing who I was, right. Huh. This sophomore year, nobody really knew. I had a couple of friends, white people. <laughs> they were cool though, but they were yeah. white. Um, a couple of friends. And then my next year same girl mind you same style same everything right junior year being in a film class and this guy who was like the star basketball player passing me a note and asking me for my number uh. i'm so clueless i <laughs> i just I'm like, this is a fucking joke and just threw it away. And then maybe like a month later him being like, what, what, like what I was trying to like ask you out, like uh, why? And I'm like, what the fuck? Like uh, <laughs> what? Like, this is weird. Yeah. And so it just like switched like that. But it always felt like I was a fucking social experiment. Huh. Like people, we're kind of like, oh, she's different. Like, what is she going to be into? Like, people always, I remember guys kind of being like, oh, are we going to smoke? I'm like, I don't fucking smoke uh, weed, bro. Like, yeah. 
like just like multiple things like that like they thought they were gonna get this like adventure because i dress different it's like no nigga we about to sit here right. and listen to this slow jams right and like you promised we <laughs> promised me that we would and five hours ago <laughs> right this what do you say you're gonna act like you like it right. and that's it that's all this is gonna be mm-hmm. you know um so that was always, you know, that was kind of like weird for me. So that's how it kind of happened. And then all of a sudden, I mean, it kept happening. Like, especially for people, like I said, like Justin's friends. That's how it felt for me. It was just like, oh, my God, she's from Missouri. Mm. She's different, yeah. you know, like she does ballet. Like what black girl does, like takes ballet this fucking seriously. And she has these dirty ass chucks on mm-hmm. and you know like just it was different and so that's what sparked it but it never felt like it was just like i want to figure out really who she is you're just mm-hmm. like like it felt like a fucking social experiment yeah you so know, yeah i think uh that's crazy to hear you say that because it i can kind of honestly say that's kind of how it felt for me but i think since I had so much um, leeway, so much free time, so much freedom in my youth, you know, starting around like nine, like I always tell you, pretty much when I moved in with my dad, um, things were like weird for me. So like from like nine to like 12 to 13-ish, I feel like I had free reign to like just kind just kind of like test little different things and see almost what would happen but not in like a negative way almost like all right go over here you know hang out with this type of group hang out with this type of group see what these people are like and i was never i've never been a confrontational person i'm not that way unless you turn me into one Mm -hmm. so because of that i always was afforded the ability to go wherever i want and be around who i wanted and i was able to see a lot learn a lot um, you kind of like process those things from myself and make decisions like earlier on. So then, but, but then around like 13 ish, that's when things got to a point to where I didn't have this same amount of freedom because things started happening to me. Like for one, you know, moving in with my dad, staying in South Kansas city, um, in a time period where things were like rough in mm-hmm. the city. And I was, we were young at that point, but it was like bad to the point to where my, I remember my dad telling somebody, hey, we were moving uh, to the suburbs. And I remember him telling somebody like over the phone, like, yeah, we got to move because I don't want Dev to have to deal with that type of stuff. Mm. But I was already used to it because every Friday night we was down in Parker Square hanging out, him and his homies, they down there, you know, doing whatever they do. I'm seeing all type of stuff. So to me, it's normal. And then also having like cousins, you know, dealing with that type of stuff. But, and then moving to the suburbs and then me and my mind, even at an early age being like, damn, like, okay. So he moved me to a place where I have a little bit more breathing room, especially as a young black man, young black boy to try and I guess figure things out. So I had that, but also the duality of not really having anybody like forcing me in a direction because I didn't have a curfew had nobody really pushing me to be like you need to do good at anything until 
you know, I started making music, which is when I met Georgina and Darren. Um, and that was like my first experience of somebody being like, you can be great at this thing I know you do. So I'm going to put all my effort and all my money, all my everything behind it and let's figure it out. So it was two years of that. And then once that ended, in the midst of that, me moving to the suburbs, you know, starting to talk to girls, you know, at a young age, and then dealing with racism for the first time, um, you know, started talking to, like, a young white girl, and then having her, once she told her her dad that she was talking to me, which she was talking to my friend before this, who is a dark-skinned male, mm -hmm. I'm lighter mm -hmm. complexion, once he found out that he, she was talking to me it went from instead of pulling up to our house every day looking for my friend to try and do something to him because she's dating him it went to oh it, th that's okay he's lighter wow at 13 so I'm like that was my first experience with that then to later on him not being okay with it trying to run me over with his truck her brother following me around the city like dealing with that shit and then Beyond that, you know, start dealing with music. That kind of took me to a place where I was more focused, um, not dealing with as much. Um, and then when that ended, me being, you know, still being in the suburbs, things is chill, not dealing with what young black men usually deal with. But then, you know, the stuff happening in the city where a lot of schools got shut down and a lot of kids started getting mm -hmm. deported all over the city to different schools. And then a lot of people that I had either had some sort of association with or didn't started coming to the suburbs. So this is a lot of, you know, this sparked a lot of gang activity where we was. So the stuff that my dad tried to move me away from, I ended up not being able to get away from it. Like when I seen it, I knew what it was and I was like, damn. So in my mind, now at this point in this place where I think I'm a little bit more safe, I'm not. And then from there, this is about 15, 15 and a half things started happening. And that's when everything kind of went downhill. So just having that whole, you know, um, I guess 360 view of being, you know, a young black male in a quote unquote safer, more square space, but also being the son of a man who is from one of the most notorious neighborhoods in Kansas City, Missouri, um, along with his brother. And him still being the same person that he's been right. his entire life. Right, it's like my life. house is, my household is still the same. You just just moved me to a different place. Else. Yeah, so it's not really no different. Like right. people used to look at me and be like, "Bro, like you got it made." I'm like, "Nah, I want what y'all got." Mm. Like I'm going to people's houses. They mom's cooking dinner, and like not that my dad wasn't cooking dinner, but it wasn't like, "Oh, we sitting down as a family." Oh, did you finish your homework? Like I didn't get none of that. Yeah. It was completely different. So My thing was, I don't think I was, I wish I would have been self-aware in the same way you were to not only be observant, but to like take heed to that observation and like really apply it to like people and things. Um, majority of the time, I was observing to figure out how to be normal. Huh. Like, I just always, that was my whole thing up until recently. It's like, how do I be normal? 
like the rest of these fucking people. I don't want to be, I don't want to stand out anymore. It's too much pressure. It's, it's not great for me. I don't like it. And then you talk about the, the girl's dad being okay with you being lighter skin. Not that I'm, you know, I'm not a light, you know, I don't know. Well, I don't know. People, Everybody has a different definition of what light skin is, but whatever. Yeah. But I I remember just because of like my personality or whatever, guys specifically saying, I don't date black girls. Mm-hmm. But these are people that I've I've had sexual relationships with. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So always always in like it's saying that in front of me like you know yeah like so always kind of feeling like never enough mm-hmm. like yes i know i'm you know i have i have all these super black experiences but i was also raised in a household with a danish stepfather and raised in a school where I spoke French and gone yeah. to a ballet school. So, like, my experience is really weird in the fact that I really kind of understand the white experience better than most people would believe. Mm-hmm. And the black experience. Right. Yeah. And I'm not mixed. 100%. Yeah. Same. I can honestly kind of say the same from based on my experience. So, I know what you mean. And But it was always frustrating because it, I never had enough of either of them. And so mm. that always is also like a part of the trauma in like friendships is the fact that if I'm around white people, I can be a little bit too hood. If I'm around black, it's never quite enough. Yeah. And that's why it was kind of easier uh, probably for me to also just stick around my cousins because mm. they didn't require anything else. Yeah. From me. Yeah. You know, I think something that I learned in, in terms of that, what you just said, that, you know, that I, I definitely understand what you mean, that like two side that like those two sides of that coin, trying to figure out how to navigate, you know, so many different worlds. I feel like I've experienced that. And I think something that I've learned, and this is how I carry it today. And, you know, I feel like we talk about this. Um, in terms of how I feel. Like, you'll come ask me something about a particular situation, and sometimes you may feel like I'm just kind of, like, not listening or, like, not caring because of the way I answer. But it's a lot of times, you know, and I tell you this, a lot of times I give you, like, a very simple response or answer because that's how I truly feel. And it's, like, it's almost, like, truth to me based on my experience. And it's, like, when it comes to navigating different you know, friend groups or just different types of people and, you know, meeting different people. At the end of the day, like, kind of like what we was talking about before, like a lot of people, especially now that's being grown, a lot of people lie about a lot. And a lot of people are scared. A lot of people are anxious. A lot, like almost, I truly believe this, like everybody. Everybody, I like and I can see it. like they have like everybody has a little bit yeah and it's like that so I feel like 
And that's just like. And it's like, I wish I would have like known that back then I would have saved myself like a lot of pain because I just, like I said, I just wanted to be like normal so bad. Yeah. And like not weird. Yeah. I feel you. (laughs) And I couldn't help it. You know, I was into some, you know, different things and uh, granted other people probably would have been into mm-hmm. them too but i just everybody outwardly just always went with the trendy and i didn't really know how to do that because i'm really i'm still not really into trendy whatever's popping yeah right then you know i'm always kind of to the left mm-hmm. to the right i don't know whatever yeah there's nothing so, wrong with that but yeah I mean, it's always just made it a little bit, a little bit more difficult, especially in regards to, to female relationships hmm. for me. And I have, you know, obviously I grew up, but we have a lot of women in our family. So I always feel like I should have been better, hmm. but I'm not that great at female relationships. But you but see, that is those two things don't coincide so and not in like a bad way and i mean this because the relationships that you've seen within your family are very special especially between like the women (laughs) okay it sounds like somebody's being murdered outside but um dear heavenly father pray for them Allow them to make it home safely. Because um, <laughs> we old now, and I ain't out here to save nobody but my wife and my son. All right. So, but, um, yeah, the, the relationships you see within your family are very special. And I say that particularly because I now have some insight, you know, to your family. But the relationships you see with, that you've had the opportunity of trying to spark with other women, I feel like you have to take, because it's, it's not really about you. Because the, the key thing you just said was about, and I don't want to like butcher it, but was about how you're able to handle the relationship. And it's not really about you. Because you, something I know about you, and I'm pretty sure everybody that knows you even the people hearing this know about you. You put your best foot forward every chance you get. So it's not about you. It's about, and it's not really even about the other people that you try to create those relationships with. It's just about, you know, where people are. And if you're at the same point able to connect or if it makes sense, you know, if it's in the, you know, in the plan for you guys to be able to connect the way that you do, it's not that you're lacking anything, um, I truly, I like truly believe that. I honestly, the majority of the time, I don't even feel like I know the words to say to women. That's, and you know, it's funny, a lot of the stuff that you could say, that you would naturally say to anybody else are probably the right words. It's just that they're surprised that you're comfortable enough to say those things and they're not. Mm. Or some of them that may not be their thing. But I don't ever think it's a thing of like, oh, she's weird. And if that's the case, it's something below that. That's yeah. not that. So, you know, yeah. it's just another one of those things. But since we've been out here, I feel like you've been doing pretty good, you know? I've been forcing myself to. Yeah. And sometimes we got to do that. But that's okay. I mean, but I've met some really cool people. Yeah. 
um, Sabrina, friend of the Shout pod. Shout out to Sabrina. Brianna, friend of the pod. Shout out to Brianna. Megan. Not a friend of the pod. Right. She don't know yet. But shout out to Megan. She's very special. There's a, you know, there's a few. Actually, I have quite a few friends out here. You that do. are female. Actually, they're all female. Right. So I guess something's working. Yeah. You got it. Just keep going. Keep on praying. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> weird. That was my Negro spiritual for the day. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I'm kind of getting tired. All right. And then and tell the people bye. Guys, I hope that you enjoy this podcast. Um, I hope that you send me great birthday wishes. Yeah, please do. Please do. Um, I hope that your week is blessed and that this podcast gives you something to think about. Um, I hope that it helps us all become better. And I want to thank you for joining our family. 100%. More than welcome. I mean, you can't come to the house unless we really know you, but you're welcome. No, come over. Yeah. I'll make you some cinnamon rolls. No, nah, we're going to have to talk about it. I and need some to, pancakes. I need to meet your mama first. If I don't. And I'll fry you some chicken or some catfish or maybe make you some potato salad. We, we charge them by the plate. Or some spaghetti. I am. But nah, for real, for real though, I want to end by saying, whoever you are, if you're listening to this, thank you. Um, this is not for anything but to enjoy time with my wife and hopefully, you know, just give somebody some, some peace throughout their day because everybody needs it. And lastly, I would ask you to Pay attention to the things that you allow into your mind, into your body, into your spirit, um, because ultimately those are the things that are going to come out. So mind your input and the output will be amazing. Yeah. So thank you. It's a bit of a <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs>